0: Hi, I'm Dave and you're listening to Going Long. This is episode 6, entitled Getting to Know One of the Death Machines. This episode isn't exactly bike-specific, but ultimately it's about how I'm able to repair and recondition bike parts and bike stuff. I'm lucky. People who live in London are generally lucky. There are often opportunities in the big smoke that are not available to others in the rest of the country. On the other hand, Londoners tend to pay for that luck in the form of higher rents and expenses, extra congestion and having to accommodate large numbers of people in a limited space. One of the resources us lucky Londoners have access to are maker spaces. These are places you can go to make or fix stuff. A maker space, sometimes called a hack space, is a volunteer-run, non-profit workshop usually set up by enthusiasts, graduating students or professionals. These people need somewhere to continue to hone their specialism, be it machining, electrical engineering, computing, programming, carpentry, tailoring, photography, you get the idea. Here, makers can exchange ideas, access communal tools and facilities, collaborate and learn from each other. I'm currently a member of one makerspace located in North London. The thing is, it's in the process of moving, as the lease on the property came to an end last year. There's plenty of will within the cooperative to find an industrial unit that can accommodate the facility, so I'm fairly certain that the move will happen without a hitch. However, in these uncertain times, there's a small risk that the space may cease to exist, which is a gutting thought. What's great about these places is that you're able to access so much stuff that would normally be out of budget or would require more space than almost any Londoner can afford. For example, you've got computers, 3D printers, laser cutters, hand tools, welding rigs, machine tools, kilns, CNC stuff, smelting equipment and even sewing machines. There's a proper smorgasbord of wonderful tools sitting there just waiting for you to make something. I do a lot of bike maintenance, and it always annoys me to see bike parts thrown out. Particularly when, with the right knowledge, tools and skill, they can be given a new breath of life. They can be brought back into perfectly serviceable condition and kept out of landfill. And we all know we send too much stuff to landfill. An example of this would be when I resuscitated a mashed up old kicker that the brilliant people in my cycling club donated to me. I think it was more of a dare than a donation. It was kind of, if you can make this work, mate, it's yours. I'll put together a post about how I managed to save it from being a heavy pile of scrap metal and rubber and turned it back into a mean, keen racing machine. Well, I mean, Zwifting machine. Uh, well, maybe pain machine would be a better description. I digress. The point is, with the help of the Makerspace machine shop, which has a precision metal lathe, a vertical mill, a fly press, welders and everything, I was able to recondition the beaten up old girl and make her good. Okay, all that I've been blabbing on about so far is me blowing off and passing time before getting to the point of this podcast. So, if you've made it this far, I love big industrial machines like lathes and mills are considered murder machines by those in the know. You must approach these machines with caution and reverence. Think broaching an awkward financial issue with your life partner. They're always out to kill or seriously maim you. They are this way because they know that post-murder, they'll not need to face the courts or judicial system. These machines are laughing to themselves because they're not going to do the time for the crime. In fact, from their own experience, they know someone's simply going to clean up the body parts and leave them free to carry on like nothing happened. To safely use the machines and bits of equipment in the makerspace, most of which have their own particular quirks, you need to be shown how to operate them. This also helps preserve the equipment from people damaging stuff by not knowing how it's supposed to be used. It's surprisingly easy to fuck up expensive shit and yourself in the process. Before the space was mothballed, I got a chance, and these chances don't come around that often, to get to know the murder machine known as the vertical mill. My trainer, Toby was the same lovely, very knowledgeable person who granted me the licence to access the lathe a few weeks before. We scheduled a meeting at the space around 6pm and after a little small talk got down to business. The safety induction was the first on the agenda. No long sleeves, decent shoes, appropriate eye protection, no jewellery and no long hair. In fact, nothing that might give that mill an opportunity to grab onto you and pull you into its loving death roll. All the usual stuff. We then ran through all the technicalities, interesting only to those curious about that kind of thing. Then, it was how to turn it on and off, how to escape disaster should things go south, and finally, onto drilling a hole. Drilling a hole? A hole! Vertical mills, like the bridge port I was being inducted on, are complex and sophisticated pieces of monstrously heavy, incredibly expensive and insanely precise bits of kit. And here I am using it to do something most people can do at home with a cheap electric drill. But this hole, this hole is like no other. This hole was so accurate you could, you know, well a hole that, well it was one hell of a hole. After this, we ran through how to produce a precision flat surface on a slug of scrap metal. To give you an idea, it's similar to the process used to face the gas-tight surface of an engine block. Of course, my part was a lot smaller and lighter. After plenty more chitter-chatter and doing, it was all over. I had my license and I was now officially allowed to kill myself with the milling machine. I'm also free to try and recondition bike parts and do some other random milling operations to my heart's content. Toby asked if I'd like to make some tools for the makerspace in my own time, just to help me get to know my new evil best friend a little more intimately. I gladly accepted, and he handed me some freshly cut chunks of steel to machine the aforementioned tools from. I tidied up the mess I'd made, collected my things, said goodbye, then cycled off into the North London streets. Happy to have survived unscathed, aside from a few microscopic nicks and metal splinters in my fingers. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you found something of interest in there. If you like what you heard and don't want to miss out on future episodes, please feel free to subscribe. If you want to support the podcast, you can also buy us a coffee. The link is in the description. You could also check out the Going Long blog, which you'll find on www.goinglong.co.uk. Well, that's it for this one. I look forward to seeing you again sometime in the near future.